0: In this world where terrorism is a distinct possibility, the fear of strangers changes from simple intolerance and prejudice into what seems to be a practical survival impulse. Suddenly, intolerance is tolerated because we can convince ourselves that lives are at stake. The effect of taking sides, though, us versus them, in this era of terrorism still has the effect of dividing people, when they may have thought they were all on the same American team. This conundrum of 21st century life in the United States is at the center of Mira Nair's new film, The Reluctant Fundamentalist, based on Mossad Hamid's best selling novel. It stars Riz Ahmed, Liv Schreiber, Kiefer Sutherland, and Kate Hudson. It's a 9 11 story that gets to a fundamental question of how these events changed everyone, a challenging story that Nair and her cast embraced with passion and determination.
1: It's a story of Chingiz uh, Khan, uh, who, a young man in Lahore who loves America, who dreams of America, who comes from an aristocratic family that now has no cash in Pakistan. But the family doesn't care, but the young man does. And he comes on a scholarship to Princeton. He ascends Wall Street. He has it all. He even falls in love in a very genuine way with an American woman. And He goes all over the world, you know, shutting down factories for greater profit for his company. He's a financial analyst. And then 9-11 happens, and while he's ascending, really, he's the youngest partner in his company, um, he begins to experience a series of small and big humiliations, which make him feel like he can probably not belong in the country that he loves.
0: You think you're the only person who's experienced injustice firsthand? for a rock out there anywhere in the city and it'll land on the grave of someone who's seen worse than you you will treat my commitment to you with the respect that it deserves
1: and to myself as well i have a commitment to myself uh, he feels in a sense of a real sense of betrayal and goes back to Pakistan. And uh, the movie moves then 10 years ahead to the present day, where this young man is a popular voice is a young professor in a university in Lahore. And in that university, a European professor is kidnapped and the Americans uh, in Pakistan, you know, think that Cengiz could either help them find this kidnapped professor or uh, perhaps could be involved with the kidnap himself. So there is a mutual suspicion with which both Cengiz, our young Pakistani, and Bobby Lincoln, our American, played by Leif Schreiber. That mutual suspicion, the dance, I call it a kind of duel and a dance of conversation where these two men both think um, differently of each other. I'm sorry if my reaction to the attacks has offended you, Bobby. I hope you see that I'm not celebrating at the death of 3,000 innocents, just as you would not celebrate the death of 100,000 in Baghdad, or Kabul, for that matter.
0: And you ask me why they're harassing your family. You believe in violence as a tool for social change.
1: And as the story unfolds, the layers lift, and you begin to understand the human beings in both of them.
0: Cengiz believed he belonged in America and to America as he was ascending and then discovered that maybe he didn't after September 11th. Is it your view that he did belong and that that changed or that he was in fact always a stranger and just didn't know it?
1: You know, I mean, I think that there is a thing that happens in America where it's a very open place. It invites people like Cengiz in. Uh, and it gives you the illusion of complete belonging, you know, because you can ascend. No one asks you your family name. You can be in Cengiz's case. The the beauty of it is his American boss played by Kiefer Sutherland in the corporate uh, world. He works in uh, promotes him, you know, right after 9-11, even though he's a Muslim, he's a young man, he's bearded. He's the, just the wrong kind of guy. But he gets ahead. That is the beauty of the American dream that you can on your merit go further. But then there is also a casting out that happens both in small ways and in larger ways. And that seesaw of uh, the illusion of belonging And then at its core, you are shut out or just deeply misunderstood. I mean, Chingez, like many after the Boston bombings, let's say, have been misunderstood, racially mistakenly profiled. The young man, the Indian, Mr. Tripathi at Brown University, for instance, or the Saudi runner who was tackled or on and on and on. There are so many examples of a knee-jerk reaction to people who may or may not be, you know, and suddenly that life is really damaged and ruined. Um, so that kind of thing is actually uncannily what Chingez experiences. When you are giving your whole being, you think, to a way of life and you think this could be your home, in fact, you think it is, that kind of thing is a door in your face.
0: Actors love to work, of course, and you, know, you assembled some fantastic ones here in this movie. But I'm wondering on, on some level if there was a collective sense that this was... A story that really needed to be told, and that everybody sort of took their role maybe a little more seriously than they might have if this was just a you know, sequel to Mission Impossible. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. I mean, in a very deep way. uh, And this movie has not been made before. It has not been seen before. And that is the reason actually I made it is because as someone much like Mohsin Hamid, the novelist, as someone who has lived in America half my life and half my life in the subcontinent and post 9-11 as a New Yorker, seen the impact of how suddenly people like us who felt at home became the other and were viewed with some distance and, and, and questioning even Um, I felt I really felt a sense of lament that in this past 12 years, there has not been a conversation that America has had with the rest of the world. It's really been a monologue. I felt a sense of great urgency, although it was definitely and I've made many films over the last 30 years. But uh, this was the reluctant fundamentalist was by far uh, the hardest film to make the most ambitious film to make. And I think the most actually important film to make. Mm.
0: Mira Nair, director of The Namesake, Mississippi Masala, Monsoon Wedding. Her newest film is The Reluctant Fundamentalist. Thanks so much.
1: Thank you so much, John.
0: Everyone can relate to this sense of belonging to a community when it is suddenly taken away or when it is something built solidly over a long time. This is Susan. I'm calling from Fort Lauderdale area of Florida. And I feel blessed, I guess, because we actually know most of the people who live in our neighborhood. We've all lived here for 20 years, and it's a great neighborhood. No one ever moves somebody remarked when a realtor came to the door, they're going to take me out of here in a pine box. A lot of folks down here in New York City count their neighborliness by the number of crises. During the giant blackout in New York City a while back, friends of mine got to meet their neighbors that they hadn't met in two, three, four years because
1: everyone's power was out and everyone got together and had cookouts to cook the meat that was going to die uh, if they didn't cook it right away. So maybe we need to occasional two-day blackout to get everybody together.
0: Then we got this tweet from Susan. Are you going to give equal time to those neighbors that smoke, make noise, are indifferent and antisocial? What to do? Thank you, Susan. I think we can take this neighborliness to an extreme here. After the break, we're going to talk about how you actually get to know your neighbors, what you can do on your own streets. Stay with us.